Welcome to Drunk on Comics, number 383. Uh, we talked about D23 a lot. A lot of it came out. We Sounds did. like a dice. Like a D&D. <laughs> it would be and like an roll odd a D23. size. Yeah. <laughs> roll a D23? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked a lot about that. What else did we talk about? Uh, we each had a book. A lot of reviews today. Um, yeah. Superman. Transformers. That would you, that's what you're... Near the villain. Yeah. Near the villain. Stuff, and things. Pink shit. You know, yeah. Pink, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we talked about pink, pink shit. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit yeah. of absolute carnage. I mean, they're swearing right on the cover, so... Right? <laughs> oh, history of Marvel. We learned Poseidon is uh, kind of an asshole. Gross. He's gross. No, he's, he's, he's just... not a big asshole. He's... Yeah, just, <laughs> just a little Yeah, just, just, <laughs> <laughs> just a little... <laughs> we also talked immensely of the sadness of the divorce... Yeah. Sony and Marvel is going through, yeah. and the children are in between. Where are the kids? None of us are getting anything. Daddy, I'm a, please I'm, stop. I'm a child of divorce. I'm used to this. this Two Christmases. Two Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> Sony and Disney. Oh, Two Christmases. Same year. Yeah, I feel that Sony's is going to be the one where you get socks for Christmas. Though. What if they had like two <laughs> movies that were competing against each other to be better? It's like basically the same script, but like done by different. Uh, yeah, you're Spider-Man. Your and hope Spider-Man. is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no 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 no! I'm throwing up inside. Spider. I'm throwing Spider-Man. up about the idea. The yeah. Japanese Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, grab a drink, sit down, enjoy the podcast. Uh, Drunk on Comics, episode 383. Everyone loves a little prick. That's what you guys tell yourself. Mm. <laughs> it makes it helps me get up in the morning <laughs> after a night. <laughs> After a night of disappointment. Near death. Listen, little pricks need love too. Just not as much. (laughs) Maybe more. Hmm. I'm still recording. Yeah. It even says Las Vegas on it. What's the weather like in Margaritaville? <laughs> Warm. Sun. <laughs> Just words. Yeah. Simple. Simple Beach. <laughs> He's like brick from Anchorman. Uh, Are you looking at uh, things and saying I love, I love <laughs> lamb. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just feeling relaxed after... Long day tubing down the river yesterday. Pretty chill. Yep. I didn't die. Uh, Got to go to U2 first. Yeah. You're still alive? Yeah. Almost die at all? No. Yeah, you don't do anything fun. I mean, Did I... Did you break away? Yeah, I had like a really, really violent dream in which I almost... Did. No, I didn't do break away. Okay. I, I, I work too much. I work all the time. Living as close as I did? He I... died at work. His life is soul crushing. That's the closest. That's worse than I you mean, and me. I, I love work. Died, I love my jobs. Yeah. So I'm not dying at all inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm flourishing, friends. All right, listen. His boss. I? His boss listens <laughs> to the podcast. He's like, I love work. <laughs> I love work. What else did you want me to say? Uh, <laughs> eat at Creston. <laughs> eat at Krusty. Creston. 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 My, my hand notes are smudged. Sorry. I'm nervous. Half off apps from I'm, three to six. <laughs> a lot of riding on this right now. 
Listen, don't brag about your liking your job, okay? All right. They're, the American people uh, thrive on begrudgingly going to work. Yeah. So you liking going to work is just not... Un-American. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to argue with that at all. So, yeah, I read, I read two books so I could do a report on the second one. So I read the first one first and the second one second. You got a problem with that? What's no. That? Well, the reason I mentioned it is... This is probably a decade ago now. It's like right, uh, when I first moved over to Grand Rapids, uh, one of my coworkers of Hollywood Video uh, let loaned me his copy of For Zero all you Hour. youngsters out there who, <laughs> who don't know what Hollywood Video is. Hollywood <laughs> Blockbuster, video. but... <laughs> it's like a family video. But That's smaller. the only one left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a family video, but they were, you yeah. know, they were all over the place. And so I worked there in high school, and so when I moved over here for college, he just transferred me stores. And there was a big nerd guy, worked there, obviously, and he loaned me his co- uh, issues of Zero Hour, but he didn't inform me of how Zero Hour is set up, so I read Zero Hour backwards. Oh. And it's already kind of Wait, backwards. Wait, did you think, like, from 10, 9, 8, 7 issues? It's like... because of the issue numbering being unique for Zero Hour. Mm. I read them. So from one to... I read them from the last <laughs> one first. Oh, <laughs> like... and so, so it's like it's made that the, the the story is made to basically be showing this kind of countdown toward, towards the thing. But basically, instead of going from uh, the end backwards, I was basically taking a step, reading it, and then taking a big step back, reading mm. it. So I was doing like this one step forward, two step back thing. And... It's trippy, man. Like uh, so, the movie. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that somebody, anybody, should even read it that way? Or uh, you know, based on a lot of people that I've talked to, don't really like it. I think it's not very good. Not the best story in the world. And I think the way I read it actually improved the story hmm. somewhat because it was confusing, and so you were going back, so you had a little bit more of an adventure when reading it. Uh, I mean, if the selling point for a book is you have to read it wrong in order to enjoy it, (laughs) (laughs) then maybe not. But, uh, yeah, no, it just made me think, you were saying you read one, then two, and I was like, please. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) I didn't have much of a choice. (laughs) All right, I will start reviews, I guess. Okay. We have a lot of other stuff to cover. Okay. Especially with Disney and D23 and everything coming out from there. So I guess I'll fairly warn most people, we don't have a lot of DC news coming out this week. A lot of Disney and, all Marvel. and Marvel. Yeah. And some bullshit Sony. Uh, so one of the books that I want to review is Year of the Villain, Blask, Black Mask. Mm-hmm. Blask Mac. Yeah. That. <laughs> Blask Mac. Blask Mac. Blask <laughs> Mac. Trying to think who what that would <laughs> sounds like a, it's always sunny in Philadelphia episode. <laughs> <clears throat> this is a villain that I have not really I've heard of him, but never really known who he was. So that was partly a reason for me picking this uh, book up was to find out more about. It. And it gave a pretty good origin story, which really had me captivated. This young boy who also is a millionaire who. Their parents uh, own a cosmetic company and they're friends with the Waynes, but they want to, you know, kind of show them one up or whatever. And seeing this boy be abused uh, as a kid, I'm like, okay, I can see the pretty much the origin of how this person would kind of grow up and be a little bit psychotic. Especially when he's uh, when he sees uh, 
Bruce and all smiley and everything, but then finding out once his uh, parents died that, oh, oh, this is, you know, what I like seeing, you know, Bruce mm-hmm. sad. And then it kind of just jumps to uh, this uh, Taylor, um, no, it's... Uh, Roman? Yeah, Roman. Uh, destro- burning his parents. Mainly because they needed to be disfigured in a closed casket. And I'm like, holy shit, man. This kid, uh, yeah. He's on the straight and narrow. Very, He's yeah, for success. Very, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a new Robin one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> a lost bird that needs to be coddled and trained in the ways of fighting. Now, what I like uh, narrative in writing and storytelling is, why are we getting this glimpse of who he is and everything? And we jump to the conclusion, or not conclusion. God, I can't even fucking say words. To oh my the- gosh, what? <laughs> That's a surprise. <laughs> we jump to the present. I don't understand the joke. <laughs> where he's pretty much robbing a bank and telling this to some guy that he's got a gun pointed to named Gary. And he's telling them just his origin and everything. And Dylan's always doing the soliloquy. And who's Gary? Is he a superhero? Because he's telling this guy. No, he's no, just like one of the people in this bank. His whole plan. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's the I think Gary's going to be somebody. For the and you mentioned his name, too, so. Gary. Uh, <laughs> spoiler warning. Uh, no, G- Gary's dead, so he oh. ain't going to be anything. Uh, no, 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 comics. He'll be back. <laughs> However. Oh, no, no, no. I saw it. He's not coming back. What I like, <laughs> what I like the most, though, is why he was telling him this. And he's just like, I want to kind of, you know talk to someone, you know, get things out, uh, go back and forth. That's conversation. So when Gary kind of starts talking, or at first doesn't want to really listen to it, he's like, oh, I can end this right now. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I'll still listen, you know, whatever. Uh, I thought he was going to be saved. I didn't realize how, Mm -hmm. you know, psychopathic this guy is. He said taking a hostage used to get you a certain amount of protection. I guess they don't care anymore, and that just shoots him. Yeah. (laughs) Now, the rest of this uh, revolve more... (laughs) With a Batwoman and trying to, you know, capture him at the end, as well as an upgrade he got to his mask. Now, when I found out that he, uh, I don't know exactly what's going on with the Year of the Villain. I've enjoyed them, but there's been this phantom ghost, Lex Luthor, uh, showing up to all these villains, trying to round them up for something. And it's I, a it's a hologram, isn't it? There's no, like a, it's a, it's a, I think it's, it's being a, project, projected by wait, it's being projected by the droid thingy. Yeah, but later on, I don't see it being projected anywhere. Yeah, because it's oh yeah, shape, yeah, it is right? kind of off. So it's, off it's ghostly there. looking, you know. That's for sure because his his clothes are all raggedy and he looks like Carrion, right? Mm-hmm. I just I don't know what's <coughs> his end goal with getting some of these bad guys. As I said before, the Sinestro one was amazing. This one, not as amazing as, in scope, but still partly. I got to know who this villain is and finding out that he didn't want to have a different mask because this black mask was carved from the uh, f- coffin that his dad was in. I'm like, holy it's shit, so man. Dark. There's, yeah, it's so fucked up. I love I'm what, really interested in this bad guy. I, I pulled up his wiki to get more into his backstory and literally the, f- the first thing in his biography is that the doctor carelessly dropped him on his head when he was born. <laughs> That's no excuse. I was definitely uh, dropped on my head, and I don't feel like a villain. Yes. He was attacked by a rabid raccoon We're still in the as origin well. story. Something <laughs> <laughs> bad's going to happen. I know it. So, yeah, so I, uh, I enjoyed it. There's a lot more that happened within. Um, I'm te- 
I still want to know what the fuck the Year of Villains is all going to be about and yeah. New Legion of Doom or something. I don't know, but uh, Black Mask was had interesting dialogue when he was talking to his victims, and I find that kind of more refreshing than everyone has this giant plot to take over. There was actually one part in there when he was talking about uh, Lex Luthor was talking about you know him having lots of money, this and that, and he goes, "Yeah, my family had over five hundred million bucks." And then Lex just starts laughing. He's like, <laughs> "Oh, that's cute." <laughs> oh, millions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can't even couch this high. And his <laughs> monocle inside of a monocle instantly appeared. <laughs> <laughs> um, one other book that I randomly, I didn't know was coming out that I picked up, Transformers 84, number zero. So this is a one-shot to almost a prequel to Transformers 84 comics, that number one that came out, the ones that we grew up with knowing and loving that uh, Marvel published and and in the UK had continuing storylines going forever. So for me, I never really read those. I know the scope of the story kind of from the cartoons, Generation 1 and all that. So Zero Issue, because there's been so many different lines of Transformers and the one that I loved more recently um, from IDW was simply amazing. The art in this, they try to make it that retro feel to the old mm-hmm. Marvel uh, colors and everything. Oh, 84. <clears throat> 1984. Yeah. That was going to be like 84 <laughs> comics. <laughs> no, <Nope>. just kidding. <coughs> Starting at, yeah, issue number 84 and working my way back, back down. That's the way to do it, man. <laughs> oh, my God. So whereas I was a little bit lost, uh, knowing, obviously, it's about the Ark uh, shipping off from Cybertron and landing on Earth, there was a few things that... I was a little confused on, which I would have to obviously have read some of those comics to maybe know, mm. where there were some Transformers that had landed in Arthurian time, uh, medieval times there. And with that... I mean, we the, know that from that movie, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I was almost feeling like, is it shoehorned <laughs> in from the movie that shall not be named, which by the way, my brother is now watching it, but he's not straight watching it through. He's watching it like half hour, 45 minute chunks at a time. And each time he texts me... What the fuck happened now? <laughs> oh, but I digress. So, this had uh, some Earth stuff, and what I really liked within the first couple pages was talking about the war again and how fighting against each other, and then it goes, Earth is not unlike Cybertron. Warring factions within, and you see these uh, Vikings uh, raiding on a castle and everything. I'm like, I've never really put that context together of... Mm. We fight each other, so there's nothing different than Autobots and Decepticons fighting each other either. And I thought that kind of pulled the story together. One of the biggest things in here, though, was... And I don't think this was ever explored before, but again, like I said, I haven't read those comics. Was finding out that Optimus, when he made the Ark, it was a suicide mission. He was hoping to capture all the Decepticons as well, and they were going to blow up. Oh, wow. He had uh, had one of those... Well, he really fucked that up. Kind of, and <laughs> how it didn't come to plan. But when being asked about why he was taking all his best warriors and everything on the Ark, what most people believe, them leaving Cybertron and getting away from the war, he said, well, Megatron would see right through that. So I needed to have everyone to be full committed so that when they had their sleeper agent, who was a Decepticon uh, double changer who can turn into Autobot, it's all more or less about the decals and everything. Uh, his name is uh, Con- uh, 
punch and counter punch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when he's uh, relaying this, uh, you know, Megatron thinks that he's working for him, but really he's working for Optimus to feed the lies to Megatron to know about the Ark and everything so that they would come on board. Op- the Optimus knew this was going to happen, but this was the way to save Cybertron, to sacrifice himself and the, the others. I was like, holy fuck. That's some devious shit that I never would have thought Optimus would do. But when you really think of that grand plan, it made sense. So, all in all, I thought this was really good. It is a one-shot. It's probably mainly more for people that have read those line of comics and not the newer ones that have come out because it's different continuity. But out of nowhere, I, th- I thought it was a pretty good book hmm. and could relate to it. Nice. How many pages? Uh, it's just like 30. Okay. Normal issue. Normal sized issue. Yeah. I read a not normal sized issue this week. Charles and I are going to talk about it because I read uh, issue two of Superman Year One from Frank Miller. And I have some serious problems with this book. <laughs> some serious problems with this book. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the, fir- the first half of the book, as I thought, was actually <coughs> kind of interesting. I mean, as we left issue one, he was joining the military. And so we start in issue two with him in boot camp. And yeah, it picks it right back up. You know what it reminds me of? the, the mil- I mean, like, my experience with the military, too. Yeah. It was kind of like... Nostalgic. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's what really kept me going. Yeah. I was like, this is interesting. Superman in the in the military. This is weird. And right. it must be like super boring for him too. He seemed to really enjoy it though. Like there was a Not challenge. His face though, he looks bored the entire time. Everybody's like struggling, they're yeah. sweaty and stuff. He's just like, Yeah, they're all hurting. He's right. just talking about it. Oh, the narration though was all kind of annoying. Like, you so had to much figure iteration. out by the by the the, the the shape and the color of the text yeah, box right? what who was talking. I and, hate when yeah, that so much narration, but it, like it really gives you a good feel for what the experience was for this character. Yeah, you know? who was trying real hard not to be extraordinary at everything he did. He's extraordinary at leaving Lana and being a dick and finding a new girl. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> he just leaves her right. Goes in the military. She's like, I miss you. And he's like, Yeah, see you, bitch. And then he finds his mermaid and he's like, What's up, girl? Yeah, yeah. The whole. I don't know how that's gonna work for us, but uh. <laughs> the whole okay. So, uh, him in the military, it kind of a Captain America super soldier sort of feel sure. to it. Um, and then you get to the point where he starts bar fight protecting this girl in the bar. Doesn't start a bar fight. The guy like swings at him and he just yeah. blocks it. Probably broke that dude's arm. Oh, he did. He and totally then, did. why did other people start fighting? Whatever. Yeah, Anyways, he gets in trouble for scrubbing base. some shit. Yeah. Like. Um. So halfway through the book, we we get to this point where there's these pirates who have taken over an oil tanker, yeah. and they have to go get the oil tanker away from these pirates. And it turns into this whole thing where Clark thinks he's going to be able to like hang in there with everyone else, but turns out he can't shoot somebody in the head. Mm. Well, yeah, good, right? Right. Um, but he then absorbs the grenade going off. This dude pulls a grenade out, and for some reason, like, they're counting the seconds down, right. even though all he has to do is, like, hold the thing in, right? Yeah. Right? Uh, y- mm, well, that's what, that's what yeah. I thought at first. But the, So he's going to let it go, but he holds it in his hand real tight, so it just, like, goes off like a little puh yeah. compared to what it would be. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and he's like, I guess it was a dud <laughs> to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> But he really lets the um, terrorist guy like feel like he's about to die. He like yeah. holds it in front of his face and stuff. Right. And, like really like you know 
shows him what yeah. death is going to look like real quick, and then the, just a little poof. He uh, he ends up getting court martialed. Yeah, for this right. and honorably discharged mm, from the military. Somehow. And this is where the mermaids come in. Mm. Well, no, no. One one day he he left to go visit yes. into the water because he saw the mermaids, and then met this girl. He helped them because um, one of the s- submarines had gone down into one of the little cities of Atlantis, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so there's all these people are trapped. He goes in, helps. And there's a psychic link. Uh, the the mermaids, um, all the people of Atlantis talk via uh, mind telepathy, link, right? Not air bubbles. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's better. You talk in a little air bubble, and you just push it over, and then they just put the ear up to it, and it pops. And you're like, oh, okay. So this one mermaid uh, falls in love with him, and he yep. leaves. Yeah. And then he comes back, and she's like, "What's up? We're gonna probably make this a real, right. a real thing." Yeah. And I'm disappointed because the cover has this kind of cool outfit, which doesn't doesn't show up later. But it turns out it's just dark and trying to, like, accent yeah. um, the parts that are... The Frank Miller art, which right. they need to let him stop doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's drawing again! Yeah. Stop him! So he comes back to the mermaids, <laughs> yes. right? And they're, uh, she's like, come on, meet my dad. <laughs> okay. He's, he's so, right? yeah. So, basically, like, you know, you get into this scenario, her, her dad, who is Poseidon, not Aquaman, is... <clears throat> Um, is uh, basically like, well, we're going to test you to see if you're good enough for my daughter. And he keeps beating all the tests. Like it's nothing. And Poseidon keeps getting more and more pissed. And then you get this whole dialogue from him where it's clear that he just wants to fuck his own daughter. He's like, no, she's spoken for by me. She's mine. If anybody's going to have sex with my daughter, it's going to be me. Yes, it turns into this whole... Classic Poseidon. Mad (laughs) king. I didn't know they were so south in the Pacific. (laughs) (laughs) There was a really be right on the equator. (laughs) And it happened so fast because it seems like before this she had no idea. Like, her father had this sort of intention towards her. And then all of a sudden Clark shows up and he's like, she's mine! And it becomes this battle for her vagina, which is actually where my problem lies. Not in the incest. Oh, in the where's the vagina at? You've heard of the Battle of the Bulge. Oh, my God. Oh, I get it now. Just a bunch of dudes trying to take out other dudes. Uh, Frank Miller is clearly unaware that women aren't victim tropes anymore, and he's used it twice in this comic book. Well, yeah, but he is also, like playing on this like classic version of and since you're gonna have a creative villain he must have those classic traditional like outdated um super outdated yeah and this is why we're making fun of it now because it's so easy to do that so outdated because even at the end she says to clark you won me and i was like oh bitch you're a princess yeah that's that's (laughs) fucked up too right Classic princess and the dragon story. The and there's a dragon, the too. The kraken, right? Right. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's interesting. Yeah. The the narration starts to tell you about what the kraken is thinking when it starts to hurt. So it swallows Clark. Yeah. Uh, and it's in his belly. It's its belly. I don't know if it's a... I respect its privacy. <laughs> and it starts to like, feel sick, and it starts calling out for mother, which is interesting, right? Right. Um, and, um, and then it basically throws up. Clark. Yeah. And then Poseidon's even more pissed. But he also realized, he just about realizes his defeat, and the Kraken smashes some big thing on him. And he's like, yeah, gotcha. That's the mother Kraken shows up. Because there's two Krakens. Whoa, whoa, let me get in there real quick. When when they swim away, yeah. There's two Krakens? I didn't see that. I thought there was only one. When they swim away at the end, you can see that there's two of them. So Poseidon basically just gives up, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get you later. He seems so calm. Yeah. 
And his daughter's straight up That's like, mother? oh, not, this has been a really confusing day for me. I learned my oh, dad wants to fuck me, and now this supernatural guy is my... He's stranger. Yeah, yeah. He, now I'm going to be with him for the rest of my life. There's no sort of, like crazy dialogue going on in her head that this is possibly the worst day of her life. <laughs> the di- you have won me. Yeah. You have won me. You have freed me. Yes. I am yours. Yeah. Ownership. Ugh. Nope. Ugh. That's so gross. Like... She volunteered, though, so it's right. It's okay, right? <laughs> I mean... Essential <laughs> slavery. I feel like... It's all written right here, Your Honor. There is... <laughs> she said I'm yours. The very easy way for this to have gone maybe in a better direction is for there not to have been the instant love story there between her and Clark. For him literally just to be like, your dad is fucking nuts and he wants to fuck you and I don't want that to happen to you. So I'm going to fight for you, but I don't want to fuck you. Maybe later I'll yeah, fall in love with you. I don't know. But... <laughs> Like, this whole, like, who's gonna fuck her sort of storyline, I think, is what bothered me the most. In addition to... Go ahead. Oh, 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 I was gonna say, in addition to the the girl, the whole girl in the bar thing didn't bother me until I got through this one, and I was like, you know what? She probably didn't need to be protected. She seems like she goes there all the time. Kind of probably knows what sort of... Like, she's clearly protected herself in the past. Well, no, no, no. Well... When the guy starts to, like, try to feed her beer, right? Yeah. She's like, oh, no, please, I beg you. Yeah. Like, like right. it's probably been a problem. And you know what? It might have it might have gone south real quick for yeah. her it if could've. he wasn't there. It could have. Just like last time, as you can tell, <laughs> right? Okay, so at the end of this book, um, it leads up to, and it tells you, it's all perfect. She's perfect. He could stay here. He could stay here. He could spend a lifetime here. Uh, he could stay here and never leave. Not for his whole life. And then... They give you, like, a preview of the cover of the next one. Him holding it's up his, the Daily Planet. Yeah. So this guy, he, he fucking breaks her heart. Yeah. Definitely. He's going to leave. This yeah. is not a good Superman. No. Frank Miller, I mean, he hasn't been great. He's The women in his books haven't been getting a lot of fair shakes. I mean, even starting with Lana, <laughs> where literally he's like, I'm going to miss you and love you forever. Oh, wait. I met a mermaid. What we have here is like this flawed <laughs> Superman, which yeah. should have always existed. He's always been so perfect. Flawed in a, not in a physical way, obviously. So I kind of like this a little. Blowing up the the naivety of him as being a young person. Yeah, right? yeah. Which he's makes making sense. bad decisions. You know, he's getting out yeah. there, seeing the world. I just wish that. His mom saw it too. Yeah. She was like, don't go. They're going to make you a, a weapon. Right, know? right. Right burn. <laughs> right burn, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's interesting uh, I don't know. I still struggle with the way it's going, just from a female perspective. But oh yeah, for sure. I just wish that uh, uh, Frank Miller would evolve in that aspect a little bit. But hey, hey, well he knows how to pull your emotions out. Of I guess so. He's it's do- anger. Maybe it's all yeah. Well, <laughs> Emotion is anger. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I guess that's fair. I will probably read the next one just so I can be pissed off at him again. So that's Superman year one, two yes. of three. There's only going to be three? Because that's what the thingy says. I feel like the black label ones are very short yeah. because they are so long individually. Like this was 66 pages long. So, I mean, really you're getting three comics, but you're getting nine or 
six or whatever, however many. And you know what? Like, I love to argue about the covers a little bit. The first, the first cover, well, the cover for this one right here. Yeah. Um, the number two. Yeah. Is he's like shooting the the heat ray out of his eyes into the kraken's mouth. He's like holding yeah. it open. That doesn't happen. I wanted that to happen. <laughs> In this next one, he's holding the Daily Bugle, uh, the the Daily Planet, right? Yeah. The the, the actual huge uh, planet piece, right? The, yeah. <laughs> Wrong universe. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and in three, he jumps into the Marvel Universe. <laughs> All right, Frank but Miller, you hold me back in. Either. I don't think the, the yeah. thing's going to fall off. Well, no, and again, Frank Miller did the art on these. And but it's a cool concept. I mean, he can't draw people. He just can't. And that was the yeah, biggest... Yeah, talking about bulges. There's no bulges there. When he There's did no... um, the third Dark Knight series that came out, that I don't even know if that ever finished or not... He did the art in it, and that was everyone's biggest complaint, was, like, he clearly cannot draw anymore, (coughs) especially people, because the joints are all... And it's not even, like, a... Fuck everybody. He's out there doing it, and look at all the efforts he put into this. That's... uh, I mean... I haven't gotten anything close to something that he... That's fair. ...do like this. That's fair. He... I mean, you know. That's fair. But if he's lost it. Somebody... If he had it and he lost it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, fade away I mean, or you know, <laughs> at least the, it's just the covers. The last yeah. one he did all of the art in, and it, and it, it was just hard to read um, because of it. So there are lots of people who defended him, and he is a master storyteller, or at least he used to be. Uh, again, I'm still torn mm-hmm. on this one. So that's it. That's all I got. Sounds like Besides you got some issues. Okay, all right, well. <laughs> Charles, you got anything else you're going to talk about? Oh, yeah. Um, I got this itch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, just hoping... It, we can it, look at it later. Charles. Okay, all right. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> it's really bothering me. <laughs> Anthony, do you want to talk about one? Yeah, I got. I read a couple things. I read a... Yeah, you came in with a massive stack. You know, I got fat stacks. I want to show them off every once in a while. And uh, Plural. So I'm going to bring them in. You know, Plural. many stacks. Fat many stacks. Many fat stacks. You know, yes. a lot of people have a fat stack. You know, why have one? <laughs> when you, you have can have many. Uses. Yeah. So I read a little bit of uh, Scream, number one, Absolute Carnage. Um, it was pretty good. It was a lot of, you would have to know this character. Yeah. A lot. So. Did you know the character? Nope. I had okay. to do some research because <laughs> I was like, it, I mean, it was. There's almost no chat in it. It was all narration. Yeah. From the mindset of... It, and at first you're like, is it from the symbiote? Am I talking of the human portion? You know, who's right. who's talking? It's very awkward. And it literally starts from, like, them pulling their dead host out of the yep. ground yep. sort of thing. So you're left with all these questions like, okay, who's this dead person they're pulling out of the ground? Why is she, he, they, why are they dead? And and why all of a sudden is this happening sort of thing. Yeah, uh, it is. I mean, art's good. Uh, it was cool to see how many symbiote monsters there are. And most of them are like standard mindless drones, you know, nameless, mm-hmm. whatevers. Um, but there's quite a lot. So it does, as far as the whole absolute carnage thing, it is doing well to establish <laughs> that the whole world is kind of boned right now mm-hmm. because they're just, it's like a zombie plague almost. They're right. just consuming humans and turning them into new symbiotes um all that jazz so pretty good but the one i did like and this is we talked about this a couple weeks ago the number one um is the history of the marvel universe um being relatively 
unknown a lot of these characters went through. Uh, the last one, <clears throat> number one, ended at basically Wolverine being born was kind of where they stopped. Um, this one starts off with introducing X-Men start to being born, <clears throat> and they go into some of the older ones. Um, they highlight Mystique and Destiny. Um, they go into... They spend a lot of time on World War II <clears throat> with um, Captain America, um, all the heroes that came around then. They did some spent some time on the Human Torch, the initial Human Torch, Android Human Torch. Um, talk about a lot of Red Skull, what he was doing, all the different heroes in World War II, and Bucky, Winter Soldier. So I actually knew a lot more of these characters because it's getting towards more modern comics. Um, they did... There's definitely... Uh, again, it's all about those annotations at the end and the appendix, just talking about what books are they referencing because obviously there's so many stories with Captain America. Mm -hmm. There's so many offshoots you can pick off of. So they're kind of going with more of the original timelines. Um, I think like you can read the comic portion in like five minutes. Real easy. But it will take you half an hour to an hour just to really get through all of the different annotations in the back of different comics. It's still great. Um, I actually like this one a little bit better than the, the first one. I think it jumps less. Uh, the first one was like obliterating through timeline. Right. I mean, it was just, yeah, this character. And here's two sentences about him. Next. This one spends a little bit more time on some characters. Uh, gets into, uh, basically, it's coming into really close to modern comics. They're about to get into Fantastic Four. That's what they're highlighting in the next one. They've got uh, a picture of Loki, Fantastic Four, Xavier, um, they spent a lot of time on Namor, really highlighting he's fairly important in a lot of stories. He, in well, lot. I mean, he was originally... The, yeah. Well, not in timeline <laughs> fashion, mm -hmm. comic book reading fashion, the first mutant. Yeah. yeah. So he was definitely prolific back mm -hmm. in the... And well, and he was important in the beginning because the fight between him and the robot Human Torch mm -hmm. was like yep. the beginning of the hero's age. Now, I want to actually you speak of Namor. Bad guy, good guy. Why the fuck? Selfish do, prick. Why do the Avengers keep on letting him yeah. be an Avenger sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can get, you know. They need him. He's like this guy. He's okay. So he's like the ruler of this sovereign nation, mm -hmm. right? that they need to use sometimes because literally it's at the bottom of the ocean and if they can have refuge there then why the fuck wouldn't they? I think but when's he really ever open his borders? Like he doesn't really <laughs> he the give anything. Down there all the time. <laughs> I mean he destroys like nations he attacks humans he's essentially a bad guy yet half the time Fantastic Four like come help us or yeah. come do this and then he's trying to steal Reed's wife like I'm starting to just yes we know he's a dick but why does the Marvel Universe put up with him? Like, right. I think it's a uh, convenience of our goals align for this instance, right. and then we'll we'll just look look away from yeah. all the thing, all the people you've killed in the past. We'll just look past that for now until next threat. month when he kills everyone <laughs> so could, again. So could they just off him without starting a war? <clears throat> Okay, probably Which not. The I mean, there's some would probably lose. Yes, there is some <laughs> diplomacy they have to do because he is the leader of a nation. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying they don't need to be like, here's your Avengers card. Like, they could team up with him and he could be like side character. Right. I don't know. It, Everyone likes a prick. 
I don't get it. <laughs> Just a little one, though. <laughs> Not a big prick. Um, they did also get into Stephen Strange. He's my de facto favorite character of the Marvel Universe, so it was nice to see a couple references to that. <clears throat> talking about the different dimensions and... Is it because of the concept of him, or is it because Benedict... Um, Cucumber snatch. Cucumber uh, snatch. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, this would be pre-cucumber snatch. Yeah. My For my personal fanaticism uh, of him. I just like the concept of the hero. I would say probably the one that really got me into it was his uh, animated movie. That was really good. It was so... That was a really good movie. And so I was like, wow, this character has a lot more going for him. Mm -hmm. uh, he's definitely uh, more complex of a character than Benedict displayed in the movie in the animated movie which I think is a little more comics accurate he's, yeah he tends to be less of a oh my hands kind of character in the <laughs> comics you know <laughs> I want my hands back <laughs> it's like the Liam Neeson taken version but it's his hands instead of his daughter he's just constantly complaining about I will woman. find you and I will <laughs> <laughs> I want my hands back where's my hands someone open this door for me <laughs> so yeah pretty good all right, news. News. Let's do the big one first, Tony. <laughs> yeah, you know, Sony Disney. Whip it out. Just do Sony Disney right now. Just get it over with. All right. Who's the bad guy? Who do you think the bad guy is? I don't know. I can tell you who I think the bad guy is. I, I, I mean, pick I, a side. Well, I want to pick Disney's side, but at the same point, I could also see Sony's like, no, this is our property. You have all those properties. You don't need this property. Okay, this, so this is, is mine. a bunch of boys with toys. It's. It's billionaires. I mean, because this ended up getting to. I mean, there's a lot of details that came out immediately, and they were talking. You know, it was a lot of conjecture. And uh, I'm an intern, and I happened to be delivering coffee when they said this kind of. You know, spotlights. It's, that's what it seemed. The news mm -hmm. went out. But when you get more official, it seems to be that. I mean, they they mentioned that this got to the top CEO to CEO yeah. were communicating. So this turns into billionaires. Talking whipping about out their, theirs and yeah. comparing and be like, well, I don't know, get a measuring tape. Tony, uh, you know, Disney was like, oh, well, we want this. And Sony's like, I've been in the game. He's kind of the, Sony appears to be the grizzled old man holding on to his, his war stories. He's like, I've been in the game for so long. And Disney's like, well, we're the new hot stuff on the block. And if you want to make money, blah, blah, blah. Well, and I mean, honestly, <coughs> Disney's best bargaining chip besides Kevin Feige is yeah, we saw what you did the two times before us, and we saw what you just did, and we know that that's because of us. Yes. I mean, the only other movie you had that beat this in terms of money is Skyfall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, and I mean, that's another franchise. Well, no, this overtook Skyfall. Did it overtake Skyfall? Yeah. So, like, and that's Bond, right? I mean... Has you don't really got to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't, and you don't got to you know, do speaking much. Speaking of which, Bond they're, they're making a it. final Bond yes. movie. They're gonna kill Bond. Oh. Yeah, I don't think that will truly. I think happen. they'll retire. Please, him. that shit needs to go. I think they'll retire him. Disney, stop fighting over stuff and just end it. You know, <laughs> end him, end him. Do it now. Well, here's, here's the thing. Like, I wonder if, like, because of how successful Spider-Man has gotten, is what really made them be so greedy. Like, if it was good but not billion-dollar break-the-box-office right. bo good, would we really be having this discussion? Because I thought they had a pretty decent take on things that were going on now. Right. And it's dumb for whoever truly made that decision to just walk away from the table. Sure. Now, from everything that I've heard 
Disney only gets 5% of the opening weekend of the movie, and then everything else goes to Sony. They get theatrical. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Theatrical. So all, mo, Sony made bank on this, but they also have the the but Disney has the toys. Uh, toys. And here's the thing. This is, goes all the way back to 1978, Star Wars, all that jazz. The Lucas made all of his money off of toys yeah. and games. It wasn't off of movie films. I mean, even you can you go up, you're like, oh, in modern currency, you know, he's made hundreds of millions and billions of dollars off of the films and the re-releases and director's cut. None of that, pay, all that pales in comparison right. to toys. And same with Disney. I mean, they've got two... I mean, they release Infinity War, and then they've got, oh, well, we have two new Avengers games. You've got Marvel Ultimate Alliance. You've got... Right. And those are just video games, and video games make tons of money. They're like the second best industry in the world, basically. And Did then, you watch that thing on Netflix about the toys? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and still just sell the toys. So Disney's not coming out being like, oh, we only have 5%, you know, asking for more soup from Sony. They're, mm-hmm. they're banking you on it. You want more? Yeah. Well, and it sounded like to me, so like... With all this new shit that Disney has going on, especially with the onboarding of all the new Fox properties that they mm-hmm. own, Kevin Feige is kind of being pulled away from that partnership, and Sony is like, no. I mean, he's the reason why these worked. Mm-hmm. You guys can't take them. And Disney's like, well, money talks. <laughs> guys, if you, want the, if you want the master, then you gotta pay. And Sony's like, never mind. I think there's good <laughs> arguments for both. I mean, the fact that Sony paid... A hundred percent. They paid Feige. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, every employee that worked on that film, Sony paid for them, Right. Including Feige. This is an ev- inevitable uh, thing that happens, like, um, every time. Things are going great, things are going great, and then money. Yeah. And then everything breaks down because somebody's not getting paid enough. And Tony, you sent a great article. I did read the, the history of why Sony even has it. And mm. you're like, what? Like, all that shit is... Way back. Pre-MGM and all this jazz, you know, buying... Columbia Pictures or whoever they bought and it's just like hands to this person and this person and this person yeah. and this person. I mean, ultimately, I, I, f- I feel Sony should come with some sort of deal. Not in the sense that they really need to because as we see it, Disney's kind of being a little more greedy. But as a fan here, I want to see Disney have their... Oh, Marvel, Disney, whatever. Have their hands in it because compare it to those other Spider-Man films, <laughs> these are fucking amazing. And I I see it taking a step backwards mm-hmm. if just Sony does their own. Not having any tie-ins to the Marvel movies I think is going to be devastating for the character. Granted, I am also envisioning in my head they could make this a standalone universe per se. They have a lot of villains and rogues within Spider-Man, but that it's not connected to even a mention of this or that yep. in the Marvel movies, that's a big part of what made the MCU so great. I mean, if you look at, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., nothing happens in there that impacts, really, the reality of any of the major films in the MCU, but they would do nods. You know, mid-season, Thor happened, and so right. our world reacts to it. You know, yeah. it, it helps manipulate some of the story, even though none of it's ever mentioned. Which it, I mean, there was the I can't remember what Avengers movie it was. Was it the first Avengers movie, or it must have been when the they 
realize Hydra was a thing. Was that the very first yeah. Avengers movie? Well, that, that second oh, that season, or the half yeah. halfway through this of season one of Agents of Shield, yep. was when that whole thing happened. So it totally changed the direction of the show because they had to start hiding and rooting out all the Hydra agents mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So Agents of Shield has always been really good. I'm surprised it's still on. I didn't realize people watched it anymore because I don't hear about it anymore. But they're very good about using the movies for their storylines, but there's never like a reversal. And of you that can't do that in Spider-Man yeah. if it's pure Sony. I mean, right. I know they've <clears throat> they've also argued we can introduce Venom. We've got Venom, guys. Yeah. You know, we've got a semi-successful Venom character. Let's throw him in here, and he can fight Tom Holland. And yeah, I saw what happened last time they did that. Just goes to show how little <laughs> they care. And then we can have Tom Holland dancing down the street. Got that sweet, sweet black <laughs> hair, you know. <laughs> So one of the big things is uh, it's been reported that there's still one more movie within Tom Holland's contract. One more? I thought there were two more. There, they their contract was for three standalone and three um, MCU uh, appearances. Yeah, oh. and he's done the three MCU appearances, and he had yeah. the two standalones. Yeah, but so Feige the, the made it sound like they're not even going to do that because he's like, we had a good run. We did the three Avengers movies. We did the two Spider-Man movies. Well, how do you resolve what happened at the end of Far From Home? <laughs> he just goes into hiding after this. There's just no more Spider-Man. But I mean, <laughs> would Sony pick up on that storyline? Because if they do oh, anything, not after after credits, he yeah. died immediately, heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was so stressed out that he just dropped dead. This is going to re-release the movie right now. With well, that right now it's got an extra what four minutes? <laughs> yeah. Of new, they're going to re-release and an additional two minutes in that they're going to kill a, a bomb just going to go off well, and like kill said, everybody. I yeah. can't see Sony has to pick up those scraps, otherwise they are rebooting Spider Man for the umpteenth time. Uncle Ben can't take it. So He's now that everyone so knows who Peter Parker is, how can Sony then run with that? It, it they're gonna I, lose this all. We're just we're all just gonna be done with it. I'm gonna be done with it. I, think, I said that before. I was like yeah. before we started talking about this, like I'm going to just be done with all of this. I think that when th- with this whole situation, I do believe that the the only decent approach is they have to continue the partnership somehow. Because the, as much money as they continue to make, the film industry is saturated mm-hmm. with superheroes. Yeah. Good or bad. And people just tend to get tired of that. I mm-hmm. mean, you look at mm-hmm. Star Wars came out, and then it was just saturated with sci-fi films. And everyone stopped going to them. And then, so I think you'll run into that with superheroes. I think the MCU lasted because of its connectivity. You're not going to be able to do these standalones that will be successful. So, one of the things that was quite awkward at D23 was Tom Holland being there <laughs> promoting yeah. Marvel stuff and. He's like, I'm still contractually obligated, yeah. guys. <laughs> there was like memorials made in front of the the convention center for Spider-Man, and then a big thing that was debuted was the new uh, park that they're planning on opening, Avengers Campus, mm-hmm. uh, coming out soon, including Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> like, oh no. I, yeah, I mean, I'm doubting they would go forward with anything to they, have him walking around. Though. I mean, they can. That's not considered part of the theatrical portion, so that's still Marvel Disney control forever. So they can throw Spider-Man in there if they want, and just not make movie references. Yeah, yeah. But would they though? Because then yes. it, it goes to those things of promoting. <laughs> I don't know though. It goes to promoting someone else's stuff. Yeah, but they've been doing thing, that. They've you know? been doing that for years with because again they own. the We toy all rights. knew that they 
went back on X-Men comic books because they hated Fox. It's a given. So will they do the same to Spider-Man? I think Spider-Man's their number one. They will still, they be spiteful they for Spider-Man? Still own, they still own the toy rights, and they still own... I think they own the animated rights, too, mm-hmm. to Spider-Man. Um, so it would be dumb of them to go completely, like, we're going to boycott Spider-Man going forward, because then they're going to lose some money. But, I mean, you know, whatever. Disney can do whatever the fuck they want, and... Losing a couple million dollars is probably like, ah, ah. Okay, let's let's ah. let's even go away from the Spider-Man universe that Sony would do though. Marvel invested so much time making this being the new Iron Man, the new face. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That last movie was all about that. Right. So to have him just leave, which I know they're going in a ton of different directions, which we'll talk about some of the things coming out from them in a sec. I just, I feel that they'd be smart enough to. Come to negotiations, just yeah. Who, but, I, but at the end of the day, money. Mm-hmm. These are public, both publicly traded companies that have to meet stakeholder demands, and it's all about, you know what? If we have to lose a little money, and we just it, whatever, they're, they're gonna say screw the artists and the creative. Well, just think of all the amount of time that Disney invested in Tom Holland to not spoil the most recent movie. <laughs> like they finally, the guy finally taught him. him yeah, to not say shit. Now they're going to be like, listen, buddy, the next movie, you talk about all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, I, he, Tom just an amazing person. I would love to hang out with him. I, so what he had said, though, when he got up on stage was like, you know, basically we've made five great movies. movies. It's been five amazing years. Um, had a time in my life. Who knows what the future holds. Uh, but it's been a crazy week, and I want you to know I'm grateful from the bottom of my heart, and I love you 3,000. Aww. You're such a perfect young chap. You just want to have tea with the guy, you know? I wonder who that's written by. Written what? by somebody else. No. <laughs> he probably just came up with it because it's him. You yeah. hope. You wish. Yeah. Hey, let my. They don't let him do his own things let anymore. My fantasy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got it written on his hand. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> now it says, besides the many different people tweeting out, Kevin Smith, uh, Stan Lee's daughter, and everything <laughs> of it, I think my favorite is this uh, Durex condom one. Yes. What does the, it say? The wow. end came too soon. Oh, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> everyone's got to go. It's like when Star Wars comes out and you've got chapstick and everyone's got to It's just weird that a condom it. company is making a statement about a teenager. Really. Eh. Kids about a teenager. It's just a weird... It's just a weird thing to... But good for them. All right. uh, So going back to uh, D23, Disney's biannual uh, let's show all the cool things that we have coming down the pipeline. Uh, We got to learn quite a bit about Disney Plus and some of the movies and everything that's coming on. Now, because they're contractually obligated with certain, whether it's TV channels or whatever, they can't have all their movies right at once. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're slowly, once those uh, agreements expire, are going to start having them show up within uh, their confines. Now... All of their movies. They're well, supposed to, right? Well, eventually, yeah. they will get all of them. Do you think them. Song of the South is going to be one of them? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Think they'll, they'll think they'll toss the dice on that one? I saw a really <laughs> amazing documentary on that, actually, and mind-blowing but for the times like i liked watching the documentary because it was different times but just how 
prevalent zippity doo dah yeah. is their theme song, yet know. most people don't know <laughs> how incredibly racist that movie is. Yes. <laughs> so some of the things uh, coming out that will really be uh, more important for uh, comic book fans is some of the new shows that got greenlit this week. Mm-hmm. One that I had mentioned last week when we were talking about what could be coming out of Pipeline is Moon Knight. Yep. It'll be interesting and exciting, and I want to know how adult they're going to make this show, because I feel like if they're making it for general audiences, it's probably not going to be as good as I would hope that it would be. Um, yeah, I hope it's a bit darker. Yeah, go, but like, it's going to be crazy. But that's the thing, though. It's going to be on Disney+, Plus, meaning right. that it's supposed to be more family-friendly. Right. I can see it being like a CW show. Ugh. Why did you say that? <laughs> that's what I'm actually beautiful people without a beautiful story to tell. <laughs> See any of the other ones? Uh, there, yeah. Actually, there's two that I'm excited about. Uh, the only other two, really. Uh, Miss Marvel, which I think is going to be awesome, and they're using this as a way to introduce her before they put her in the movies, which also has me very excited because, mm-hmm. I mean, she's going to be in the movies. Um, I think she's a fun and interesting character. And then She-Hulk. Which sounds amazing, and I hope is like a political or like a legal procedural show, like Ally McBeal. <laughs> I would love it to be something kind of like that, serious. But then every now and then she just hulks out yeah. and intimidates the witness. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> and I hope they give her like the, the in the comics. She's got a little bit of self awareness, kind of <laughs> almost fourth wall breaking sort of mm-hmm. view on things. So I hope they kind of go that route. Kind of like Allie McBeal, right? Maybe this is going to be Allie McBeal with She-Hulk. I could be down for that. I think that would be fun and interesting. One of the announcements that... Uh, obviously, we could speculate some of the different Marvel shows coming out, but they've announced that there's going to be a new Muppet show on Disney+. Plus. I'm quite happy about that. Uh, there isn't much known uh, about what it's going to be, except for we've heard it's going to be kind of an unscripted type show with obviously guest stars and everything and I can't wait to see that. That's not coming out till 2020 so that's going to be in the works along with many of these that we're mentioning now. They're not coming out this year. What we do know is that for the What If series coming out from Marvel there's going to be 23 episodes. Now this is going to be cartoon based and each of these are going to depict a different one of the movies the MCU movies. So a slight difference in what could have happened in this movie and the storytelling narrative. Uh, it's been said that there is the first one is going to be if Peggy Carter got the super super soldier serum and then she becomes Captain Britain then mm. and how that works out. Mm-hmm. We're also going to see uh, possibly some Marvel zombies, yes. which would be an awesome... I wonder what movie they're going to take that with. So like I was kind of hoping there's going to be some more what-ifs from the comic books. Right. But I'm actually kind of cool with... Most people should already have seen all 23 of the Marvel movies mm-hmm. to then get a different take on at least knowing what originally happened and right. what could change. Because the what-if books are basically that, right? They're taking what happened in com- in the comic books and making it... Yeah, from one event or right. situation. So having this based in the cinematic universe and doing the what-ifs based on that makes sense, at least for their first season. Now, here's the big thing, though, is 23 episodes... That includes Far From Home. Ah. It's animated. That, that'll be an interesting what if, uh, how that ends. Uh, yep. 
What if Spider-Man he wasn't was sold? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get really meta. Now, uh, with the shows being released on Disney Plus, it's going to be a big departure for most people are used to. They're going to be coming out weekly, mm-hmm. so you're not going to be able to binge these. Fucking fine. I'm actually I, I. It's yes healthy no. for the society, Tony. It is. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been so sick of, like, one more, one more, I lose a lot more sleep. He has no self-control. Mm-hmm. Very much true. <laughs> he's he's happy that Disney Plus is going to parent him yes. in his streaming <laughs> uses. It's, it's understandable. Yeah. I, I like it, too, just from the fact that my life doesn't work in a sis- setup of, oh, I suddenly have 48 hours of nothing. It's right. like I have a couple hours here, a couple hours here. So it's nice to, it w- it'll be nice to be like, ah, and it. Oh, there's. I loved it as a, I. That's what we grew up on is yeah. weekly and Saturday morning X Men cartoon comes on and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, the Sentinels are here. What's next? And you have to wait till next right. Saturday. And the fact that if I miss next Saturday when I was a kid, I was boned. Right now we until just, you watch the week after that and they rewrap recre- the yep. whole uh, last episode in the beginning of it. But now <laughs> if I miss Saturday, I can tune in Sunday. Yes, and then. With it being family oriented too, it makes sense because, uh, you know, you don't want your kids binge watching mm-hmm. just eight hours of TV content on their yeah. weekends. Waste a whole Saturday yeah. in the summer for that. Yep. So it's good. Hulu does that. They they don't release their stuff always as sometimes they do, but like Handmaid's Tale that came out weekly and stuff like that. So it's not a bad bad idea. Nope. No, it is not. No, I'm a big I have, fan. I have no transition. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, while we're still on uh, D23, I'm still, or I'm excited for a lot of the Star Wars stuff that was released. Uh, not so oh, much. Right. Well, I guess I did have something I could segue before Star Wars. I had one last Marvel thing to say. Kick it. More like Kit It. Mm. Kit Harrington is joining Marvel. Kit Harrington, what's he from? From a show that shall not be named. <laughs> he did. You know, you know what's funny is uh, um, the last Almost thing Rob Stark it. had said to him was, "Next time I see you, will be in all black," and he is going to be the Black Knight. Yep. So uh, he's going to be joining the Eternals cast, and quite happy for him. Maybe we might actually see him use a fucking sword for once, because <laughs> that is one of the big things that the Black Knight has is his ebony blade, which kind of makes him. Immortal and cursed and typecast. Yeah, <laughs> he you know can only be a guy well. Maybe he'll have more stuff. lines than don't want it. What is that a reference to? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> Something so forgettable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have better writing for him in this. Uh, yeah. Well, something easily. So, something so memorable for like seven years, but then like in the eighth year, you just forget about everything. <laughs> I'd say six. I mean, <laughs> seventh and eighth years is kind of forgettable. Uh. <laughs> So, uh, one of the things, too many people have been wanting him to, because they were, they were teasing beginning of this weekend of who he'd play, and everyone's like, uh, Wolverine, or this and that, and it's like... He's too pretty to be Wolverine. Well, Disney's flat out came out and said this weekend they are not looking to cast anytime soon, meaning three years plus for any of the new uh, stuff that they got from Fox. So, right. everyone's speculating whenever they announce a famous name... It's not going to be Wolverine, so just stop it. But but what if it is Wolverine? 
I mean, oh, he's got you there. <laughs> what if it is? What if? Hey, ghosts don't exist. Wait, maybe they do. <laughs> so many people, though, who are fans of Kit uh, want him to be a more predominant role. And this is going to be a side character uh, within the whole Eternals mythos. Now, that doesn't mean, though, because they say uh, up-and-coming um, placement for him. So I can see the Black Knight kind of probably transcending some other Marvel movies as well. With the star power as his and his likable attitude. His um, pretty face, which is going to be behind a mask, probably. Yeah. Hey, well, he's going to be cursed, so who knows? He'll hear some bells ringing and <laughs> a bunch of Padawans going to Star Wars. Yes, uh, Mandalorian is something I'm super pumped for because it looks pretty brutal. I mean, it, it still looks like it's got that kind of awkward Star Wars family filter. Mm. Like, you don't see blood and, you know, people are still getting chopped in half, but we don't see them getting chopped in half. It's because the lightsabers cauterize the wounds. Yeah, but in the trailer for this thing. He uses a door. Yeah, so um, maybe they just don't show it or something like that, but definitely there's brutal, like, deaths, but, like, no blood. Yeah. And it's got, like, a... Badassery. You ever seen, like, Stargate? There's, like, the iris, they call the thing that kind of closes this metal. It's basically a door that closes, Mm. like, a camera lens. And he basically punches a guy through the door. And shoots the the button that closes it. Yeah. Right? And then it basically lifts him in the air and the scene cuts. And you're just like, I hope we get to see that. We won't. Because it's, you know, Star Wars. It's still got to be somewhat family-friendly. Right. But um, that looks really cool. I... (laughs) I honestly don't even care to chat about episode nine, the stuff they released on that. You know, I'm just like, let's just see the movie. Well, there's I mean, so there's much speculation. Trolling. They're from... trolling us, just like when um, the uh, the laugh in the last uh, yeah. trailer happened. Palpatine and, th- and then somebody was like, nah, we're not going to bring back, you know, um, Emperor Palpatine. But there he was. He's and on then, the poster. And then they came back and said, yeah. yes, we are. Yeah. We're just messing with you because... This all is just a bunch of bullshit. And you remember those trailers that had stuff in it before that never showed up in the movie? They're just doing it to just further well, mystify the whole thing. So it, it brings more intrigue. This is the only way they can get us nowadays. A lot of the actors, though, have been talking about what they feel or think. But uh, they're not allowed to do that, though. So what's, oh, Well, what? it depends on what to... they're allowed to do and what they're allowed to misinform. Yeah. Misinform. This is all misinformation. We're in the, living in the world of fake news right now. <laughs> and they're taking advantage of it. <laughs> fake news is trending again. Well, like, they've been saying that uh, Palpatine's like a big part of this movie. Well, yeah, he's got to be. But how much is that them just saying this... Also, I've heard some thoughts of Rey turning to the dark side. That's well, bullshit, too. In in the trailer, they show her with double red lightsabers. All they're doing is creating so. the um, expanded universe, a, mi- a mirror of it. When Luke becomes um, uh, the Emperor's uh, side yeah. hand, right? Yeah. And then at the last second, turns his yeah. lightsaber on just to kill the Emperor, finally. So this is what's going to happen. Well, and She's like, going to look like she's joining the dark side, and then he's just going to like flick her lightsaber... The and color, his religion. The color of your lightsaber is dependent on the gem that's it inside is. the lightsaber. Yep. So, like, having a red lightsaber doesn't make you evil. I think... Yeah, but it also <laughs> appears that you're evil. And so, therefore... I mean, like, those are the rules, right? You right. show up to Emperor <laughs> Palpatine, <laughs> he's like, yo, wait, what color is your lightsaber? Red? You're <laughs> yeah, yeah, come, come on in. Yeah, 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 you. What are you doing <laughs> over here? <laughs> um, I... There is some interesting Mine's lore. <laughs> Maybe she stole it from Darth Maul. And they've pseudo-used, like, the, the legends lore in the past, like all the non-canon stuff now, like in the new movies, they've kind of referenced stuff, the concept of the Ben Solo and things like that, but 
um, there's a there is historical uh, canon of the dark side characters being pseudo eternal mm. and kind of haunting people from the f- dark side of the force and convincing them to be bad guys and things like that. So I mean, they I I could foresee them re- reusing that, and Palpatine becomes because I mean. It's hard because they've got a new writer and director for this movie, and so they might be trying to take a, a different direction than they did with the last one, and so they might go with... Yeah, everyone hated the last one. Yeah, and they, uh, they might try to so go much, away from it. so much hate, you know, it's palpable. Palpitatable? Palpitatable. Oh, palpy. <laughs> we'll see. I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to show up yeah. in the theaters, and we'll be like, you know what, regardless of what happens, it's done. Yeah. Nine is the end. They're not making a 10. For now. For now. You know they are. <laughs> Maybe the, they'll make this next one super long just so they can fill everything they need to fill in it for the last one. Like, um, Endgame was really long, right? Yeah, three hours. Yeah. Well, they, already, they can do that, right? Nowadays. They already have plans for a new trilogy, but yeah. it's going to be separate from this. <clears throat> it's not the Skywalker. It's going to fuck yeah. the trailer suck says, if you know who's writing it. The trailer says it's the end of the saga. And the saga is the story of... Darth Vader, right? Yep. Basically. Uh, yeah, the it's, Skywalker bloodline. It's the Skywalker, the Skywalker bloodline, right? Yep. You know, Anakin. Even though this three, one's called Luke, Skywalker Rises. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, I heard that they're making a prequel Spoiler? to Rogue One as well. Yes. The Disney yes. Plus. Called Caspian. Show. Should be interesting. I like Rogue I like, I like That one's one I of my favorite. We saw a little bit of. Force Awakens at Movies on Monroe this weekend. We were talking about that. That Rogue One came out of nowhere, and we're like, "Do we need this?" And then we saw it, and we're like, "We need this." It was good, you know, just because it's that it shows <laughs> that it's possible to do a one-shot story um, and just enjoy it, right? You know, just kill everybody by the end of the movie. You don't have to worry about sequels. Obviously, they're going to make prequels because it did so well, so they're going to try to capitalize on that. But um, yeah, Mandalorian is the one I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I like a good side story about certain bounty hunters. That, well, and that seems to be where, like, everyone solidly likes the main movies, but mm-hmm. Star Wars, like, hardcore Star Wars fans have always been into the side stories, the backstories, yeah. things like that. All the books and all the expanded universe and stuff well, It's like easy that. to because, you know, what's his face? You know, that guy that used to be in charge of it. Oh, yeah, he would guy. never explain anything and he would just, like, make George things disappear. Yeah. Hey, you like this thing? Well, it's gone now. <laughs> hey, who's that? Wait, wait, where'd they go? <laughs> well, Marvel is ending their Star Wars series at issue number 75, coming out in November. Does mm-hmm. that mean that we will not get more books? Yeah. Highly doubt it. No. We'll probably start up, though, this obviously has been taking the original run characters and everything. They're probably going to come out with the new... Star Wars number one. Ray and, and everything <laughs> like that. They're going to end Star Wars and then reboot it with Star Wars number one, like they do with every single comic book series that's ever been created. Well, yep. That's why you wa- make sure when you're getting into a comic, you walk in and say, can I get character number one? Just to make the guy at the front desk pissed off, because he's got to be like, okay, which number one do you want? Yeah. There's 20 of them <laughs> over the last 50 years. Um, one last thing that I saw that seems quite amazing uh, for the new Star Wars worlds that they're opening up everything is a Star Wars hotel down at Disney World that you will be able to live on a Star Cruiser. Oh. So uh, it was called the... Heck. Hi, Hi, Cleon. A A L C Y O N. A L. 
H L H A L. Damn, I can't even. Halcyon. Yes, that's the. <laughs> um, it's so it's a starship that people can sleep on, but I'm assuming then the corridors like of the hotel will look like it's going to be immersive, where you can come out and there will be people walking up and down the hallways as if you are on yeah. a star cruiser. Have you ever stayed at a Disney hotel? No. They're not that immersive. No. They're made, it's mainly well, just decor. But that's what I'm saying. This one they're trying to say is going to be that full on yeah. experience. So it's probably going to be premium. There better be a fight happening and then security gets called in my hallway. People dressed up. There better be smuggling. You know, that's going to be immersive for me. Not just wall sconces <laughs> that look like. Move along. An LED that's like, ooh, it's spacey. It's a light that's kind of like space. <laughs> It's just like a curtains, like little holes punched in for the curtains, <laughs> yeah. for stars. I do it's know that. It's got the uh, little plastic glow in the dark stars oh, all yeah. over the ceiling. <laughs> ceiling under construction. One that kind of looks maybe like the Death Star, but really it's just a moon that somebody punched a bunch of holes in. Yep. <laughs> I do know they're having That's trouble. That's no moon. <laughs> That's not a Death Star either. <laughs> they're having trouble with the, uh, with the park uh, being basically too packed. Because yeah. they're trying to give you the experience, mm -hmm. but you got to get out of there because the next people want the experience. So you're right. like, well, this is kind of a rushed experience. You know, this isn't what I want. So. Well, and the amount of money that they're charging for it, oh, yes. too, it, people were very excited at the beginning, and now everyone's kind of like, hmm. Which is a great strategy for them to it. make more money yeah. because there's enough people will come in. But it'll filter out so that the rate, reviews will look better because they're like, it was a lot, but it was really cool and, you know. All making yes. that money. Did you guys uh, see the Lady and the Tramp trailer? No, I didn't watch it. I saw that it what? was there. It looks cute. Little dogs. I did see Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille, <clears throat> which she looked pretty badass. I feel like we need to... Well, I've said it many times. I won't even say it again. Say it. Stop making fucking... Remakes? Yeah, Remakes. off of the cartoons. Well, you can't, you can't stop it, so might as well embrace it. We might as well merge all the people with all the animals. I, I Weird mean, human animal <laughs> hybrids. I wish. We're I, saw, fairies. I saw Aladdin, and I know what's up, man. It's it's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. I mean, it, like look at the tr the movie poster for the Star Wars thing with Edward Palpatine. It looks terrible. It looks gross. Yeah, We're going downhill right he's now. dead. <laughs> it looks like a cartoon. That's no There's no quality in the work anymore. Like um, in Aladdin, right? The um, there was two different teams. I know this for a fact because I, I mean, like you could tell. It's so obvious. There's a team that does Will Smith's head, and then there's a team that does the body, and they're having an argument the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Aladdin, I heard they're making a sequel to that too. It was oh, successful. Good. They can't. Why can't they? They did a sequel to the animated one. They did because two they sequels. can't. And the television show. What do you expect them to do? This is probably the same shit they did in the animated. Did you watch King the movie? They'll probably do King of Thieves. <laughs> did you see the movie? Yeah. Okay, how, how on earth are they going to do that? I mean... Okay, well, get back in the lamp. No, 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 no. I got kids. In the second one, wasn't he... He was... Was he free? Yeah, he was free. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't just free. Yeah, he, he, He's not a genie anymore. That's true. Oh, uh, spoiler alert, everybody. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no don't worry. Don't worry. It's not that great of a movie. That's what you think he... Okay, isn't. whatever. All right. No, I think what well, you know almost, and I think I've spoken to here about the fact that the genie's so powerful in the animated show that they're constantly coming up with reasons to depower him. Depower him because he's literally a god, right? You know, the life but, of the comic book writer. Yeah. And so that's probably their answer. But that's what. That. So in the movie, what Will Smith 
Will Smith wanted was freedom, but you know it's interpretable. So what he wanted was to be a regular person so he can have a life with that lady who they discussed. Well, they discussed like right afterwards that they were gonna get married and have, have a I boat have... and stuff. But I mean, he's a he's a human now. That's what the wish did. Right. No I, sequel. Sorry. I have two different segues to go into this next topic. One is what famous character did Will Smith turn down, and number two, an OP character that they're making a fourth movie. Will Smith turned down the Neo, right? Yeah. What oh, is the Matrix did. for? <laughs> yep. For three hundred, Alex. <laughs> that was a shitty. Uh, what is the Matrix for? Matrix nice. four. <laughs> yeah, what is it for? Absolutely nothing. Exactly. <laughs> Say it again now. Uh, what do you guys think of that development? I, do, I, I don't sincerely well, hope that they don't say that the real world is not the real world. Oh, that's the, that's a cop out for sure. That is the cheapest. No, it's story. a reincarnation story. To. It's a reincarnation story. There has to be a one every now and then. Just mm-hmm. like that's how it happened in the in the originals, right? He is reincarnated. They talked about the, yeah. the one before. His yeah. program, yes. So his program comes back again, but but maybe in his body maybe it was again? never. Maybe it was never about the body. The body is just given the program of the one inside its little you know thing in the back of his head. So in the Matrix, he's going to be Keanu again because he's coming back. In the Matrix, when he looks in the mirror, he's going to be a lady. But when he sees himself in his own head, he's still Keanu Reeves. So it's going to be Scott Bakula. Uh, yes. Quantum leap. Quantum leap situation. <laughs> I like it. Whoa. <laughs> I think I think the biggest thing will be, I mean, for me, it's Trinity. She's super dead. I mean, like, you could, there's a lot of iffy nature to, did Neo actually die because he was absorbed by Smith, but did that kill him? And then they're like, you know, the reason he's glowing is because they send a power surge through Neo to destroy the Agent Smith program, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he's not actually dead. So, and I could see, okay, he was in the Matrix. Now he's just a program, you know, or he's just the digital version. He doesn't have the human version, or the human version didn't die. But where's Trinity? Trinity super got super stabbed. So okay, the so there. the program probably the one has full power over so many things. Now, but what he didn't realize was he has complete power over everything. That's Including part the real of the, world. No, no. Oh, in mean, the Matrix. Well, so the, he creates a a um. He creates a uh, replacement for her as well because he wants her back so badly. So it could be a simulated whatever inside the body of another person. Okay. I mean, who knows? And then her residual self is her, and they're talking about and whenever they're in the Matrix, she's herself again. Yep. I mean, does that who make knows? sense? When she looks in the mirror, she's a man, but in her well, own no, no, head, yeah, she yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. Carrie Ann Moss. Jack, when she jacks into the Matrix, <laughs> that's the mirror. Right. So she's herself again. I know that you really hate what they're going to do, but I really think they're going to do that the Zion yeah, I just write it? Cause, I mean, world I mean, is yeah, another I, I layer of the Matrix. It's the only way that made them think that they were free was to give them a fake sense of freedom. A com- like Inception, it's a dream within a dream within a dream. It literally, I mean, I'm not going to say that. I think the third one is really fun. I like the third one. The second one, I like the combat. The story was bleh. But uh, doing that would literally take a huge poop all over. That's what I know. That's what I'm hoping that it's not. That's, that's like, what today's all about. Way. Like, these oh. days is to take a poop over all the things we love. <laughs> I mean, Transformers, it was like, cool, and then boom, a poop. Well, at least well, though, the original... Related. You know, yeah. team and everything is coming back for this. So yeah. only one of the Wachowskis. Yes. However, one's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't any either of them, 
I'd be a little upset. It'll be interesting to see, and it may not change anything, but, you know, when these movies were originally made, they were the Wachowski brothers, and now they're the Wachowski sisters. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if, like, the transition transition between being a a man (laughs) and a woman, now writing these movies as a woman, Hmm. will change any of the viewpoints of the movie. I will say... They are, but... Your okay, what well, you're about to argue is probably going to get shit on by a lot of people. <laughs> your They're still themselves. They were always women that's in fair. the real world. You're, but the, your experiences in life are different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think, for me, the most redeeming True thing... True story. Is now that, they can't walk down the street without, without getting... getting yeah, at. exactly. Uh, I think that <laughs> Keanu Reeves signed on to it is the most redeeming thing. I think Keanu Reeves has established himself, especially in the last decade, as someone who is picky about yeah. movies and he literally just I mean the fact that he's not in Marvel yet he literally just wants he has to look at the story and say which yes I'm breathtaking. on board. right yeah. which brings up uh, Bill and Ted face the music yeah he chose he chose to take on this other person who hasn't had anything going on which, which one is he is he Bill or Ted I forget uh, he's, is he Ted yeah, uh, he's Ted. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Bill's back, and what's Bill been doing? Yeah, yeah. for so long. Alex there must be like some acting, like three acting coaches he's on the been side. Dir- like, he's been no, directing. No, 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 no. Do it like this. Yeah, yeah he makes a lot of documentaries, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think. I mean, you look at uh, John Wick, the director of the John Wick movies, is literally a stunt man. Right. That he worked with previously. I mean, this guy isn't necessarily a director, and obviously, these aren't Citizen Kane. These are action movies, but they're great action movies. They're, they do exactly what they intended to do well. They've got a, enough story, and they didn't try to say, oh, no, the story's important. They're like, the story's the motivation for why Keanu kills a lot of people. Right. And it's just enough. So I think, you know, Keanu Reeves understands, you know, what a decent story is and when he can work with it. So that's going to redeem it for me. I'll go see it. I'll be excited for it. But, man, they better not just... Take the easiest route out on the story. Oh, Lynn, you had a booze in a book this week? Yes. So I read a book from Image. We've been doing a lot of Marvel and DC shit lately. So uh, I read, I was attracted to the cover of this because it's this cute little <coughs> animated superhero on top of just a gory pile of bodies. Mm-hmm. And it's also called Pretty Violent with a lot of swears. Which. <laughs> 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 it's true. It's this 100% is an accurate descriptor of the mm-hmm. comic book. 100% it is pretty violent with a lot of swears. Um so, you know, no kids should be picking this up and reading it unless you're okay with them reading stuff that's pretty violent. Unless the look on her face is kind of like she's waving to somebody, like she's she's kind of uh, embarrassed yeah. to have just beaten up all these people <clears throat> and it kind of says it all. It is because that is how the whole she's she's somebody who wants to be a hero who is fucking terrible at it. Yep. So bad at it, makes the wrong decisions, people hate her. Turns out her family is a fucking group of supervillains and she's trying to be a hero, but she can't help but fuck everything up. She's real big on the collateral. All the time. Scale. All the time. And yeah. it's amazing and it's gory and it's cute, which is just I had the same feeling when I read um, the Scotty Young book. What the hell was the name of that book, Tony? The uh, Fuck Fairyland. I hate Fairyland. Fuck Fairyland. Depending on what uh, version of the book you got. Um, same thing there, where it was super cutesy and super violent. Uh, the guy who wrote the Sarah Hunter actually used to write for Adventure Time, which is another reason probably why mm-hmm. I really liked it. 
fucking love Adventure Time. Um, so anyway, I'm pairing this with a cocktail, I guess. You can call it that. Called the spaghetti. The spaghetti. The spaghetti. Nope, just spaghetti. The spaghetti. And the spaghetti is Aperol, which is like a rhubarb-based uh, liqueur, kind of. It's named by. It's named by. It's made by the same people who make Campari. So it's got a similar More words I don't know. It. Okay. <laughs> and it's mixed with the champagne of beers, Miller High Life, which normally you mix Aperol with uh, Prosecco, and it's like this fun, fruity little mm-hmm. cocktail. Um, but now you can hate yourself now you can. while you drink it. Yeah. Excellent. You oh, can take yes. something that should be maybe really delicious, just take it down a couple notches, think it's a good idea, and it'll probably mess you up. You might enjoy it. This is very <laughs> this is very reminiscent of that book. Pink pretty violent. Pink regret. <laughs> That's when you drink too much pink wine and then throw up all over your bed the next day. Mm, oh, <laughs> pretty pink drink hurts. That's what that is. I have regrets. <laughs> Spaghetti regret. This- <laughs> oh wow. That's booze in a book for this week. All right, uh, Charles, I haven't asked you in a while, so put you on the spot. Anthony, do you have any words of wisdom? <laughs> oh, I would love to give some words of wisdom. I just want to remind everybody out there that, you know, in this harsh world that we're facing, um, you do not have to make the relationships around you work. You should do what's good for you. There you go. He's pointing at Tony right now. I think he's pointing to to Tony's shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pointing to Tony's shirt. With the abundance of... I cannot... I am not making relationships work. And... I couldn't stop staring at the chest hair with the gold chain. That just added... And then the earrings. I'm so confused. It's got a lot going on right now. With the basketball shirt. Tony looks like you lost a lot of money, that's for sure. Tony's got a relationship with... Uh, his shirt that he, you don't have to make it work, Tony. You just let it go. And he's also got like slippers on, basketball oh. shorts and slippers. Oh my goodness! We should take a picture. Are of you this wearing underwear or not? That's, I don't. I don't need we to don't, know. Nobody needs to know need the answer to, the answer the question, to that. But, um, yeah. Well, with that, uh, stay thirsty for my new podcast, Fashion Sense with Tony. <laughs> 